after you had witnessed him doing cocaine and LSD all night long? All night long. He made his rounds at the hospital, then returned and picked up the party where he'd left off. In 2010, Rampage got a few bizarre calls from Walgreens saying his prescriptions were ready. Medicine he knew nothing about. He drove to the pharmacy and discovered that Dunch had been using his name to write prescriptions that someone was picking up and paying for in cash. Eventually, Dunch's investors at Discgenics had had enough with his behavior. They kicked him out and sued him over money and stock he owed them. Discgenics has moved its headquarters to Utah, where it still exists today. The only remnant of Dunch that remains is his name on the original patents, incorporation filings, and trademark. I tried repeatedly to talk to someone at the company, but no one would answer my questions except to say that Dunch officially separated from Dysgenics for good in January 2012. Rand Page believes that Dunch staked his future on getting rich as an executive at Dysgenics, not practicing medicine. I don't think his plan was, was ever to become a surgeon. So neurosurgery was a sort of fallback option. When he lost that income, I think uh, the decision was made for him that he was going to have to enter into the medical community to support himself. Luckily for him, neurosurgeons bring in a lot of money, both for themselves and for the hospitals where they operate. Even if he didn't have dysgenics anymore, he still had a lot of prospects. After he finished medical school, this was after he was kicked out of dysgenics by his partners, Chris was hired by the Minimally Invasive Spine Institute in Dallas. This was in 2011, at the time that he and Jerry Summers were moving down to Dallas together. Before they hired him, the doctors at the practice contacted his med school supervisors to confirm that Dunch really was as good as he seemed on paper. I asked the people at the Spine Institute what they were told. One of the best and smartest neurosurgeons they ever trained was the response. His university supervisors went on at length about Dunch's strengths. When asked about his weaknesses or areas of improvement, one supervising physician in Tennessee said the only weakness Dunch had was that he, quote, took on too many tasks for one person. What's striking is what they didn't mention to the folks in Dallas. At one point during Dunch's residency, a woman, and it's not known who, actually called the university to report that Dunch was doing drugs before seeing patients. Here's the chief of neurosurgery, Dr. Frederick Boop, later recounting this story to Dr. Henderson. Yeah, 